So we all know the instructions on a plane, that if it were to go down, you should put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help someone else. And yet, I feel like you haven't been following that advice. Because without even realizing it, you have been holding your breath for a long time. There's been this stagnant air in your lungs and you are about to pass out. Maybe you're passing out from stress, doing too much, being too much for everybody. Maybe it's been the constant weight and pressure of waiting and expecting change or him to change, the circumstances to change. And it's just been this waiting game where you're holding your breath about to pass out for something to happen. Maybe you've been in survival mode and you've been working so hard to just stay afloat. And it's like your whole body has been holding its breath to survive what you've been enduring. I feel like this season is a specific marking in time to take a breath. It's a moment to release and exhale and to inhale what God has. This is your heart-to-heart -heart encouragement to put on the oxygen mask and take a deep breath. This broadcast is for the one holding her breath. Hey, hey, love. Welcome to For the One. I'm Laura. I'm your host. And I'm so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, I know you're probably in the shower, right? <laughs> On a walk, in the car, wherever you are at, this message is for you. I feel like this is like a hand-delivered message of encouragement and maybe that moment of, yeah, the deep breath because you feel like you've been holding it for a while and yeah, it's your moment. This is your moment. So if you're new here, I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome. And if you're not familiar with who I am. I'm Laura Dudek. I am a Bible study author, Christian speaker, founder of Ruah and Ember. And on the home front, I have an almost one-year-old, which is absolutely crazy. I cannot believe it. Um, it's just been, it's been a wild ride, man, um, which is hilarious because his name is Hudson Wilder. So if there's ever like a prophetic... <laughs> meaning of a name. I'm like, this boy is crazy. I love it. Um, so yeah, we have a one-year-old. I've been married to my husband, Josh, for about seven and a half years. We have a crazy little pug named Mila, And yeah, I've been in ministry for as long as I can possibly remember. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. So my passion is to disciple women leaders. I love creating spaces for women to encounter Jesus, to go deeper, to understand their story, to meet with him, and ultimately to embrace their callings and what God has for them in the kingdom of God. And that's so much of my story. So this podcast is really a reflection of that. It's like those two things coming together. It's my personal passion and walk as a leader in ministry and a woman of faith, and then encouraging you and in, in building you up because you are also a leader. Um, whether you realize it or not, you are a leader. And I just want to like encourage you in that. Whatever leadership looks like for you, whether you're raising kids at home, and my goodness, there is favor on you for that. <laughs> it is a gift from Jesus to be able to stay home with children and to raise up 
um, powerhouses for the Lord. And so whether you're taking care of two little kids at home or one little kid at home, five, I know Ohio women love huge families. That is not a New York thing, which is really, really crazy. I'm originally from New York. So whatever your number is, or if you're, you know, have a congregation of a thousand or 2000 that you're leading, wherever you're at, um, you are a leader. And it's, it's about embracing that um, within the kingdom of God and seeing the eternal value of what you do in the kingdom. So that is my hope for this podcast, that we can encourage you. You are the one. You are the one that I want to encourage today. And hopefully you walk away from this feeling like you've got that breath back. Um, and this really, this message is really coming from, I don't know, a moment that I had with Jesus this week. And I'm really excited about it. So I want to start off because this entire message theme for the one, I've just been hearing every single week, you know, who the one is. And it's just so exciting to me. I love it. It brings the the picture to life and that message to life. And I wanted to share a specific testimony from a woman. Her name is Kristen Batt. Kristen, I love you. You are amazing. Um, I've known her for quite a few years now, and she's been sharing her journey of listening to the podcast and then where the Lord has brought her recently with her family. And she messaged me and just, you know, was telling me all about what God is doing. And so she wrote out this beautiful testimony of, yeah, of what God's doing and specifically through the podcast. So I wanted to read it. Um, she specifically, she is pregnant right now. So she's specifically said if there are grammatical errors, it's because she's pregnant. But I, I have proof, proofed this. This is, this is pretty good. Okay. So she says, this is from Kristen Batch. She's in Buffalo, New York, but will not be in Buffalo much longer. So I have known Laura since about 2011 when we met during our time at the chapel when we were members of a young women's ministry. Since then, both her and my husband attended the same seminary, Woo Woo Adam, and I began following her ministry on social media. I have seen her grow into a very prophetic and powerful leader who has timely messages for women of faith in our generation. Most recently, I have been tuning into her messages, finding encouragement for my own personal journey as my family and I prepared to move to South Florida. My, fam- my husband and I have always dreamed of moving there, and our children have come to share that dream with us as well. However, we have lived in Buffalo our whole lives, and the notion of moving to another state while pregnant with our third child was daunting to say the least. To complicate matters, I needed to obtain a Florida medical license, which was a time-consuming and tedious process. Laura's Facebook Live messages, as well as her new podcast, For the One, has been such a source of strength for me. I can distinctly recall a moment where I was listening to a podcast at work and feeling very discouraged about the lack of momentum towards Florida. I was very worried that the medical license was going to fall through and that the whole thing was going to fall apart. The message was about if you've been trusting God, you are not a failure, no matter the outcome. That message carried me through the six weeks of waiting to find out the status of my license, which I knew would be a metaphorical key that unlocks the door to the whole thing actually happening. To the glory of God, I received my Florida medical license last week, and I would like to give credit to both God and the excellent teaching of this ministry that carried me through the most difficult, doubtful moments of the last several weeks. Thank you, Laura, for your leadership, your amazing prophetic gifting, and your ability to articulate spiritual concepts well. Yes. You are so welcome. And it is just so cool. I'm like so proud of you, Kristen, and I'm... It's just so cool to watch God work and to feel like you're a part of that. 
uh, to feel like you're a part of someone's story. And that's how I feel every time you all share parts of your story. I know for you, you probably think, oh, it's just my story and she doesn't really need to hear it. But it's it's just little tidbits like this that, yeah, that's ministry. It's life changes. Jesus working. It's God making the possible, the impossible possible. And I just, it's just so encouraging to me. So thank you so much for sharing this story. And um, if you have any other stories like this, like you don't, it doesn't have to be a move, but it can be whatever God is doing through this podcast, whatever that timely word was. Um, I just ask that you would share it with me, however you want to share it on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you want to send me an, an email, info at lauradudek.com, I would love to hear and even share it um, on the air here to have other people hear the stories. It's just really cool. So yes, this girl's moving to Florida. Not me, Kristen. Kristen is moving to Florida and it's just so exciting. Praise God. So amazing. And yes, that message, you are not a failure if you were faithful. You are not a failure if you were faithful. Oh, so good. Okay, so today today's episode is for the one holding her breath. And it's interesting because um, I had this moment with Jesus. I think it was uh, Monday. So we were preparing for Hudson's first birthday party. And I was getting a bunch of flowers for my flower boxes. And he had to have his bottle. So I'm literally in the parking lot of this garden center Hudson's in his car seat and I'm just holding it there um, and he's just, you know, chugging away and I'm just have all this time to just stand there <laughs> and stare at him and look around and look weird, you know, and it was just funny because I was looking in the back seat of our car. Now, the funny story with our car is that it's a new, it's a new car, brand new, it's 2023 and we are especially my husband, like avid Dave Ramsey people. I don't know your thoughts. This isn't like a thing of Dave Ramsey, but it's always been like no debt, trying to save up for cash to buy a car. And so we've been very diligent about that over the years. So we paid for, you know, paid off my car and we were like, hey, we're going to do the same thing like for, for this new car, for Josh's replacement car. And so we've been saving and saving and Josh's car was literally on its last legs. I mean, it was shaking and rattling every time he was going to work. <laughs> it was to the point that we had Hudson and I was praying for safety where I'm like, Lord, please just get him to work and home in one piece. Like, that's all I ask because um, we can't have that. Like, it was it was that bad. It was it was getting pretty, pretty crazy. So we're we're trying to save up for this car, for the new car to replace it. And obviously all the car prices went haywire and insane and we couldn't find anything with the money that we had saved so we had this huge down payment to like pay cash and not have debt and it wasn't enough it still wasn't enough because we couldn't find a used car for the life of us so we eventually have to do tons of tons of homework and Josh just realizes okay the best bet is for us to just get a brand new car to put ourselves on this list we had to drive all the way down to Morgantown West Virginia and because they had great rates down there. And we he put his our name on a list. And the funniest part was that it was he was praying that it wasn't a scam because he literally never met the guy that he actually bought the car from until the day that we picked up the car. So he's just praying that it wasn't a scam. So he put the down payment and then they said, okay, six to nine months, you're gonna have the car. So we had to wait, you know, months and months for this car to arrive. And then we finally got it, took the trek down. 
and it was awesome. And it's the most amazing car. I now now use it um, because it's safer for our baby and it's wonderful. And it was just interesting because we've had the car since October, but it didn't really dawn on me until I'm standing in that garden center parking lot, feeding my son a bottle and realizing I never actually like really thanked God for this car. And it makes me emotional because I never realized how much I was operating from this scarcity survival mindset until that moment. When I'm looking at the backseat of this car and seeing that it's beautiful and it's such a gift, like it truly is such a gift. And it just dawned on me like, Laura, you've been operating in this survival mode for so long that you never took a breath, a beat to really thank God for this because your mind has been operating on this overdrive of thinking about all the other plates that are up in the air, thinking about all the other factors in your life that you're trying to balance. And so you've been just focused on that, feeling like you're behind, feeling like you're not that, that there's not enough. And so even though there's this huge blessing in your life, you didn't recognize it because you were so blinded by everything else going on around you. And it was this whirlwind that you've been caught in. And even, I just have this sense that you're there. And it's been a while since you've taken that deep breath. And the question that, as I was processing today with the Lord, the question that came to me, it's just really simple, but when did you stop breathing? When did you stop breathing? Because I think that in our lives, we're going so um, hard and so fast after the Lord, or we're trying to balance so much stuff. We're trying to balance family and work and marriage and volunteering and following Jesus in the middle of all of that. We're trying to get house projects done and trying to homeschool kids. We're, We're balancing so many things. And in all of that, especially as women, we just get to this point where we forget to breathe. And it's almost like, um, like when you're trying to conserve resources, like when you're, when you're underwater and you're holding your breath because you're trying to keep the air, you're trying to keep the resource so that you don't run out and you can stay under longer. And I feel like there's a lot of women who are doing that right now that you're like, if I just hold my breath, if I can just, you know, hunker down, then I can get more done. But you don't realize that you're actually turning blue right? And maybe you're in the season right now of that waiting. And so you're holding your breath because it's, it's like, okay, I'm waiting for this. Like, let's go. Like, I'm just, you know, the clock is ticking. I'm, I'm waiting for the circumstance to change, I'm waiting for him to change or her to change or for, for the house market to change or um, for the car to come in or for the news, right? Like Kristen was talking about, like waiting for the license to get approved. Um, there's still, there's this anxiety of just waiting and waiting. So you're, you're holding your breath for that shoe to drop or for the the something to shift right but maybe you're in this as I was in this like hunkered down survival mode where life has been hard pressed on every side and it's not even been an overwhelming it's just been um, I heard a quote once that it's not the sharpest of battles that will um that will take a man out, but the longest. And I think that's 
where you're at, where it hasn't been the sharp, hard battle, but it's just been the long, consistent battle. And in the middle of it, you started operating in survival mode to the point that you you like hunkered down and and now you're holding your breath and you you don't even realize that you're about to pass out. But the last piece that that I was feeling today was um, that maybe you're just lost in the busy and you feel like you have to be everything and do everything and in all of that it's like that picture we were recently on a plane we went to to Charleston. You, do you guys remember that whole like live or the podcast of me in the closet sobbing my eyes out? That was in Charleston. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, for the one who hit a wall, that is me sobbing in a closet, which is, I love it. Um, <laughs> but when we were on the plane, they uh, the stewardess actually came over specifically to us because we have a baby. So she said, you know, the usual instructions, which is make sure that you put the mask on yourself before you put it on other people. Right. So that's that's how you're useful if the plane is going down. And I feel like in your case, you've been trying to be everything and do everything for everybody. And you've been putting the, the oxygen mask on all of them. And you actually forgot to put it on yourself. And it's your turn to put the mask on. It's your turn. And as women, I think we... We talk ourselves out of taking a breath because we feel like we have to wait for the right moment, like the perfect moment to exhale. And I was even thinking about my my life right now. And as I was processing with Jesus today, just the simple question of like, when did you stop breathing? And it was like, yeah, because every time I'm sitting down and I have a moment, my brain is actually a million other places. And so I'm thinking about all the things that I should be doing or I could be doing or um, the, the time that is is costing me or all the other to-do lists, right? Or the shame that I feel because I'm not getting enough done, but then I feel paralyzed in the moment. And so there's this thing of, well, I'm just waiting for the perfect moment to to exhale and to take that deep breath. And yet that moment never comes. And a lot of times we just shame ourselves out of it where we're physically in a place where we can rest and we can take a deep breath, but mentally and emotionally, we are so we are so far away from that moment. And it's it's like your your heart and your insides are like a million other places. Like they're at the school with your kids and they're at church with your small group and they're at that at, you know, with your team for work. And yet you're sitting in this beautiful moment with Jesus and you are mentally tapped out, like you're mentally gone. And for for some people, even you feel like you can't take the breath because you feel like you need to make up for lost time. And I think, um, you know, after COVID, we all started going on hyperdrive because we felt like we got robbed of a couple of years. And I've had a couple of conversations with people close to me recently where um, I think it was my mom actually who asked me, she was like, do you feel like COVID stole a lot from you? And it was a really interesting question because it's easy to bypass that chunk of time and, and dissociate from it. But there's a lot of women right now who are operating on that hyperdrive because you feel like you lost that, that time, or you lost that chunk of money in that, or you lost 
the years that should have been progress and growth. I know even for a lot of speakers, right? Like I'm I'm currently in this place where there was like traction before COVID. And then all of a sudden after you're like, okay, I have to like build that back up. I, I'm starting from maybe not zero, but I'm starting from 10 or 20. And so maybe for you, you feel like, well, I can't take a breath right now. I can't take a breath because I lost too much and now I'm behind. And I have to work extra hard to exponentially have growth so I can be on that same track. So you don't even feel like there's room for you to take a deep breath. Maybe you've been saying yes to all the things, but you haven't actually said yes to the right thing. And there's been a lot of opportunities. I think this goes along with um, the feeling like you're behind, that you need to make up time, lost time. And you feel like you need to say yes to everything because if you say no, it's going to put you behind. And there's just this scarcity survival mindset of like, I just have to do it all. I have to keep like, you know, just just grind, grind it out and make it happen. And of course, there are times for that. There's times when the Lord is like, okay, let's go. It's, it's go time. Set your face like Flint. Let's go. But I'm talking about the longevity of you're just saying yes to everything and there's actually no grace for it. I mean, think about that. Like you, you've been holding your breath in and you've had this stress that has just been building up in your body because you're saying yes to all of the things when the Lord is like, I didn't, I didn't tell you to say yes to that. I think about even, um, so there was a season in my life, I think it was when we, I first moved to Cleveland, roughly around that time, which was about seven years ago. And my grandfather, we call him Pa, um, he passed away and I did not have any relationship with him really. He, he and my dad had a very tough relationship. Um, my Pa was a, an alcoholic and was very isolated and was a very negative person. And when my dad became a Christian, my grandpa, my grandpa literally thought that we were part of a cult. So there was always that strained relationship. So it wasn't a good relationship that I had with him, with my pa. And so he passed away, but it was literally at the exact same moment that I was supposed to go to a conference in Pennsylvania. And it was like this Holy Spirit conference. I knew I was supposed to be there. I knew that like that that was where I was going to meet Jesus. Like I was going to have a moment that was going to be a defining moment in my life. And yet my pa died and I had to go back to Buffalo first for the funeral. And I remember at first being so mad because I was just thinking, oh my, like how uh, good timing, good timing. <laughs> like here, I'm supposed to go to this conference to meet Jesus. And now I have to go back and, and, and honor a man that really, you know, was a hard part of my family's story, you know, and I will never forget it. I was going up the stairs in our apartment and the Lord said, Laura, what you think has to be done in five days, I can do in two. And if you honor your family and you honor your father and your grandfather, I can make up that time. I only need a moment. And that story stands out to me because I feel like for you, you've had this feeling that well, I need to say yes to everything and I need to expand my bandwidth and I need to, you know, say yes to everything. I need to have all of this time set aside to make up. And the Lord is like, I just need you to say yes to one thing. 
I need you to say yes to the, the, the thing that I'm calling you to. I just need this much. I just need an inch for the blessing that I want to give you. You've been thinking that you need to run out miles of tape and miles of bandwidth, but I've never required that of you. Because what you think can be done in this large amount of sacrifice, I can do with just a little. Just the the amount that I've called you to. I think there's this feeling that you've had where you've been wondering, why do I constantly feel like I'm going to pass out? <laughs> I don't know if you've had that. Where you're like, I'm, I constantly just feel like I'm, I'm on edge and I'm about to snap and I'm about to lose it. And I just feel this pressure building. And it's because you've been holding your breath this entire time. It's because you have old, old breath in your lungs. And you've been trying to get the nutrients from that breath that you've had for months. And it's not enough. It's stale and it's stagnant and it's time to take a breath. Like, what if you actually took a deep breath? What if you actually took this as the moment right now, the invitation to say, okay, I'm going to stop and I'm going to breathe. And breathing means that you're present in this moment right now. It means that you're not chaotic and you're not trying to think about all the other places that you should be. It's, it's about um, reducing the expectations that you have of saying yes to everything and being everything and just being exactly what God has asked you to be. It means that you take the moments that you have to actually rest and, and you embrace it and you allow yourself to mentally and emotionally and spiritually be in this moment. And what I felt like Jesus was inviting us into is this making space. It's the season to make space for him. I, I truly believe that this is like a prophetic um, season for us to breathe. This is the most simple message in the world but I feel like it can have the most impact if we actually embrace it. This is a season to make space, to breathe deep, to slow down and be present. It's a season to notice the little things in life. And it's a season to be completely enamored with a bigger vision. Like to have these tiny moments in front of us that we hold so tenderly and we feel the moment. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when you see a leaf and all of a sudden you are noticing all the colors of it or even, um, you know, we've been in this season of, of babying for a year now. And I feel like every time, you know, I was doing baby things, if you will, I was feeling that stress and I was feeling that survival mode of like, okay, hold your breath because anxiety is coming. And this has been the first week when I actually look at his face and I can take a breath. And I'm like in awe of like the little parts of his face and the little giggles that he does. And I feel like that's the invitation from the Lord in this season is like, just notice the little things. Be grateful for the car. Notice the mess that your children are making. Embrace the season of change. We get so caught up in this busy, more information, more to do, what's on the docket next, 
that we don't actually take a moment to think what is right in front of me. And then with that, when we embrace that the beauty of right now and we breathe deep in that, we all of a sudden have this greater view of what God is doing down the road. We begin to see what God is seeing. We begin to embrace the passions of our heart and we finally let that that breathe. We can let our dreams breathe. We can let our passions breathe. We can let our hopes breathe. And I just feel like there's been so much pressure that you've been building up in your own heart to think, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to hold it all together. I have to just hold it all in and you're going to pop. It's a moment to just breathe. This is your invitation. This is your allowance to finally let down your shoulders. And I want you to just do it right now. I would even venture to say, if you can't, go get a massage. Because <laughs> I know that that's very physically how, how, it, how it happens. Like I'm literally like rolling my shoulders back. Like, okay, just let your shoulders down. Stop crunching up, holding on so tight. You're allowed to let your shoulders fall. You're allowed to dream while you wait. And I know that you've been waiting for the circumstances to change or for him to change, for her to change, for your church to change, for the job to change. But you have permission to dream while you wait. There's this lie that says that we have to be discontent in the waiting and that we have to be disgruntled in the waiting and we don't have to be. We can actually be full of joy in that process and we can still dream and and have these pioneering moments with Jesus while we're contending for the thing that he has for us. You're allowed, you're allowed to enjoy and slow down. You have that permission to say no to a million things. You have permission to just say the, the one yes that you need. The one thing that God is asking you to do. You have permission to tell people that you actually have nothing on your calendar. <laughs> that you have nothing going on for the night. And to not feel a single ounce of shame about it. You're allowed in this time to tell people when they ask you, how are you? that I'm great. I'm actually good. Because when you start to breathe, that's when life happens. Scripture actually talks about the pneuma, which is life, which is the spirit of God. And that that's in the Greek. In the Hebrew, it's the ruach. It's ruach and ember, our women's ministry here in Cleveland. But it's the ruach and the pneuma. And those are life. That's the life-giving spirit of God. And with that, with the spirit, it always brought life. It always brought hope. It always it brought this dynamic, invigorating presence of God into the, the word of God or into human beings, into someone's spirit. And so if we breathe, if we actually breathe in the breath of God, we should have life. We should have this dynamic um, outpour of that. We should have this um, this hope and this revival in our hearts. Like we should be experiencing that. 
So if you're taking a deep breath and you're actually slowing down and saying yes to the things that God has and you're allowing yourself to dream and you're allowing yourself to just be making space for Jesus and what he has for your life right now, you're going to be great. You're going to fear the effects. And you have permission when people ask you, how are you? Oh, I know you're waiting for this. I know you're, you're going through this. I know you're going through this hard time. But you can actually say, no, I'm actually good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You have permission for that. I want to read this scripture because it just really, um, it was really resonating with me. And it was Psalm 51. And it's specifically a Psalm of David when he had just experienced the adultery with Bathsheba. So you can you can tell he's going through an incredible amount of repentance and shame. And he's um, he's truly that repentant heart of like, okay, Lord, just we're, we have to be on a whole new page after what I've done. And it was specifically in, um, so it's Psalm 51, verse 10 and 11, um, even going into 12. It says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. He goes on in verse 17. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, O God, will not despise. These two scripture passages really stood out to me because I feel like, um, well, obviously, it may not be sin that you're coming from, but the sacrifice and the weight of going through something that is hard and challenging and hard-pressed, and we have to come back to Jesus to renew our hearts. And David specifically says, my sacrifice is a broken spirit. That, that word spirit is the ruach. And so he feels like there's this like broken spirit within him, that broken breath, that, that broken heart. And he says, that's what I'm offering to you. I'm, I'm offering that. And his cry was to create a steadfast spirit within him to renew that. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. That Those words spirit are ruach, that life, that breath of life. I feel like that's such a, a powerful prayer for us of, okay, Lord, create, uh, renew in me a steadfast spirit create in me a pure heart because I'm what I'm offering you is a broken spirit so for you this week I don't know if you've didn't even think that you had been holding your breath but I'm wondering now if you're thinking yeah I have like this like broken breath like I have that yeah that old air in my lungs and I need to offer that to Jesus as a sacrifice the stress and the anxiety and the turmoil the feeling that I have to be everything for everyone and do everything for everyone and I can't take a a beat for myself. But that's my sacrifice. And now renew that breath in me. Renew that steadfast breath in me. Because this is a season to make space. This is a season to take the deep breath. This is a season to notice the small things, the little things right in front of us so that we can become enamored with the big vision that God has. 
renewing dreams again, renewing passions again, renewing um, just that life within us. You are on time. You are on time. I feel like you've been holding your breath for so long because you feel like I'm I'm late and I'm like a dollar short and, and a day late. And I can't get what, what I feel like I've been praying for. But you need to know you're not late and you're not out of resources. And you holding your breath is just making yourself pass out. It's like a toddler or like, you know, a kid who's tantruming and they hold their breath. Don't you love that one? Hudson does not do that yet. I'm so grateful. We're praying against it. Jesus is not going to happen. But the little kids who hold their breath when they're trying to get their way. And I feel like that's been part of your 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 subconscious reaction to what's been going on in life is you're just holding your breath because you think, well, if I hold my breath, then I'm going to get what I need. And it's actually working against you because you're going to pass out. So I want to end this with prayer, but I want to ask, when did you stop breathing? When was that moment that you started picking up what everyone else was dropping? When you started putting the oxygen mask on everybody else and not yourself? When you started compromising and settling? When you started realizing that time was against you? That was that big lie, that time was against you? That somehow years were taken from you? And now you have to hustle and grind to get it back? Maybe that survival mindset. There was something that you partnered with that said that you have to survive. And you have to be in that like survival mode in order to to get through this season. But when was it that you stopped breathing? I want to pray for you because... I feel like the Lord wants to just breathe some life in us. That Ruach breath of life. And so I want to pray over you. Dare I say prophesy? And so I want you to actually take a deep breath. If you can hold, if you can breathe in for four, hold it for four. And then breathe out for four. Jesus, we thank you that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are the one that set the breath in our lungs. You are the one who gives us life from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. And it's not just been a life in our bones, but it's been life in our families and in our dreams and our passions. It's been life in our communities and our home. Lord, I thank you for this woman that she has been steadfast in working for you but something happened this flip switched that said okay you're in a mode now you're an autopilot that you're just going to keep working and you're going to keep grinding and you're not going to stop and so she forgot in that process to actually breathe And Lord, we pray that you would restore the breath to her lungs. We pray, pray, Father, that there would be a consecration 
and a sacredness about this moment right now. Like ministry doesn't have to have to happen when we're at church and or when we're at a worship night. It can happen in her car right now. It can happen in the shower right now. It can happen on the walk right now. Like you can encounter her right now and breathe the Ruah breath of life into her bones. Jesus, we ask that there would be ministry that would happen to her right now. We pray that you would you would minister to her heart and you would show her this is when you stopped breathing. This is when you believed the lie that there wasn't enough, that there wasn't enough time, there wasn't enough resources, that people weren't going to fulfill their responsibilities. And so therefore you had to pick it up, that you had to strive and contend that you had to go into survival mode and, and um, numb out from life. Father, I pray that you would show her the exact moment when she literally removed the oxygen mask from her own face. I feel like there was this um, sense that you were doing it out of sacrifice and you were fully aware of the decision that you were making and you knew that it would cost you. And it was like, for for, for this time, I can do it. I can do it for this amount of time, but I feel like that time passed and, and now you're out of time. Like you actually need to put it back on. And so Lord, we pray that there would be grace for her to put back on the, ma- the mask, to breathe in deep, Lord, the peace that you have. Jesus, I thank you that she is called to make space for you that the invitation is there to allow herself to take a beat. Jesus, we pray for the power of pause in her life. That there would be a Selah moment for her to pause and reflect. Father, we pray that there would be this well of contentment and joy and freedom that bubbles up. We pray for this discernment of being present in the moment. That there would be a guard on her her thoughts and her emotions, on her calendar, so that she can actually breathe. I feel like um, you have felt like there's been this weight on your chest. And it's almost like you've been laying on the dirt and there's been an elephant that's had its single leg. I don't know if it's like a hoof, but it was on your chest and it was so heavy. And there was this sense that like you were frantic because you couldn't breathe and everyone else is around you. And you're like, don't you see, don't you see that there's a giant elephant on my chest? Don't you see that I can't breathe and I can't get up and I can't do this on my own. And there's been this frantic struggle to to free yourself and you haven't been able to and there's even been this bitterness where you've watched other people who seemingly should see the the weight that you're enduring and you've been so mad because you're like why aren't you doing anything and I feel like the Lord was just literally in the most peaceful way removing the elephant and showing you that like I can do this I can remove the elephant you are free. And I feel like there's this beautiful reconciliation with the people around you that you felt were desiring your destruction or desiring you to stay in the struggle. 
and there's this repentance and there's this forgiveness of coming back together and saying, I know you didn't want my destruction. You just didn't see. You, you didn't see what I was experiencing. You didn't see what I was struggling with. You didn't see the weight that was on my chest. And so there is this, um, yeah, this, this beautiful, not only lifting of the weight of the pressure that you were feeling, but there's also this re- relieving of the weight of the relationship pressure that you were feeling that you felt like everyone else should rescue you, but it wasn't theirs to rescue because it was actually the easiest elephant in the world to remove. And so we thank you, Jesus, that you are removing that. I just I just pray, Father, that you would remove that tension from her chest. Like, I just feel like you have it in your chest. Like, there is that pressure there that you you constantly feel. And you're. I feel like you even tell people that of like, there's a pressure in my chest right now and I don't know what to do with it. And you feel it like all the way to your back. Um, it's just that constant tension. And so, Lord, we pray that there would be um, just a complete release of that tension in her chest and that she would literally feel her lungs opening. Um, I even saw today earlier that there was an expansion of lungs that you you felt like you were constricted and that you could only take this shallow breath. So you were like almost like a goldfish that was taking very shallow, um, very quick breaths. But I feel like the Lord is like, I'm expanding your lungs so that you can breathe deeper and you can breathe slower. And it's an intentional breath. Lord, we thank you that you are ex- increasing her capacity to be in the moment. You are increasing her capacity to be present and to be at peace. Lord, we thank you that you are giving her an actual gift to breathe. Father, we thank you that this is a moment in time when you are inviting us to clear our schedules. You are inviting us to take note of what you're doing. And this is a true season of like, okay, the old is gone and it's time for something new. So create in us a a pure heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within us. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the Lord of the Ruach, breath of life. You are the Lord of Numa that actually gives us life. We pray, Jesus, that you would continue to minister to her every um, at every point in this day. Like it's just going to be glory upon glory today. And we thank you, Jesus, that every moment is consecrated to you, and every moment is just going to be this fresh breath of life. We just pray for a blessing over her, Lord. She is allowed to take a breath. We just praise you, Jesus. We thank you for her life, for the beauty of a new season, and the making space to allow you to actually minister to us. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. So that was for the one holding her breath. Now, I don't want you to leave quite yet because I have a very special, I was going to say specific, special announcement that I'm so excited about. Um, So I talked a little bit about the, talked about it on the Instagram stories. And I, I've been feeling recently like we need to do something special this summer. So what we are going to do is a summer series. I am so jazzed up about this um, because I feel like it's just going to set us on a journey together for this intentional time of three months. So it is called the Wind Back in Your Sails Summer. And it was specifically from a moment of prayer that I had, I think it was about a couple of weeks ago. And I was just praying for 
myself. Like, okay, Lord, I just feel like I need to get the wind back in my sails. Like I need to go. I need to get excited about it. I don't want to keep preaching about doom and gloom. I don't want to keep having these heavy moments, even though I love talking about heavy things, right? I'm like, we needed this moment of a refresher, like this fresh fire that's exciting. We need to dream again. We need to hope again. We need to have this moment of like, okay, here is what God is doing. And with that, I know that there are so many women who feel the same way. And so it's like you've processed pain, you've processed um, what the last couple of years have been. And now you're like, but now what? What do I do now? Like, I want to get that fire back. I want to go. And the picture that the Lord gave was like that wind in the sails. Like when you are setting sail and taking adventures and taking risks and feeling like the wind in your hair and going for it, like allowing yourself to soar going full throttle. And so we're going to do a summer of getting the wind back in our sails. And we're going to start on the first day of summer, which is June 21st, and we're going to go for three months, so June, July, August, and we're just going to see what God has. Honestly, I have a couple messages in my heart um, for the first couple, and it's really going to be about us journeying together on what God has for us to get that life back, uh, that pep in our step, the spiritual fire going, and I think journeying together is a beautiful thing, and so there's a couple exciting pieces of it. So every month we're going to do a giveaway. And so at the end of every single month, we're going to have um, a winner and we're going to do a, I'm, I'm working at the little details, but we're going to do a personalized prophetic package. I, I, that's the lamest name ever, but I'm working on it. Okay. Just give me grace, right? It'll be, it'll be cuter than that. But, um, I want to do this, this personalized gift for one woman every month, uh, to really encourage her and, It'll include some really cute gifts, some a resource, and yeah, just a, a way to specifically call you up and out into what God has. So uh, you'll have more information as um, it unfolds. We're going to kick it off, like I said, on June 21st. So we have another week and you'll hear more about how you can enter to win and all those fun things. But I just feel like this is going to be a great journey for us together to really pursue God and you know, to see what he has this summer because he's got something brewing and there is there is a move. Like the earth is shaking. We're we're feeling the scattering of women all around in a beautiful way. Like there's this beautiful reorganization of the body. And I know I want to be on on the forefront of that. So if you're with me and you're like, yes, that's me, you can subscribe, you can, you know, stay tuned. Um, so we'll have one more week of like priming the pump, if you will, next week. And then from there, we're just gonna go after it and see what God has. So I'm so grateful that you spend time with me. If you are the one, you are the one who is holding her breath, please let me know. Reach out, direct message me. Um, you can leave a review on the podcast. I always am so grateful for that. Or you can just email me, info at lauradudak.com. But I love you. Thank you for spending time with me today. And I'm praying for you. And remember, take a deep breath.